When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. On the Sporting Capital, it's time to start swiping with Footy Tinder. Producer Willem is here. Hello, mate. G'day, Sam. How are you? Great to be on. Oh, it's great to have you on. Now, um, how this normally works is that you come in with a whole bunch of audio. Um, you're going to play it to me, and I'm going to swap left or right, depending on if I uh, disagree, go left, and agree, go right, and I get one super like. Yes, and the idea is not to burn it too early, I believe. Yeah, no, don't burn it too early. I'll tell you what I would have. I'll tell you what I would have super liked is Dean Margetts. We get a lot. We're getting a lot of texts coming through about the chat we had with him. Fascinating insight, fantastic perspective. Dean's right. Why aren't umpires in the AFL media and in the box on game day? The NFL do it. The NBA do it. So his two great ideas were were super likable. One. Umpire press conferences, just like coaches' press conference after the game, where these can all be queried. Mm-hmm. And having a former umpire or current umpire in the, the, the major broadcaster commentary box for each game, and then if there is a contentious one, you can throw to that former umpire and say, what do you think? And he'll say, well, this is why. It's not a bad idea. It's not like there's limitations on the amount of people that modern broadcasters, particularly the TV Cast broadcasters, thousands, of have on their, their broadcast. So why not have one more? Why not have an umpire? And we see the... The responses and the reaction that Razor Ray gets on his yes. was a bi-weekly segment with Jared. Yep. Dean was excellent. He's just texted me out off, off air and said how good it is that he can speak a little bit more openly now that he's outside of the bubble. So there's plenty of ex-umpires around. He's also said there's, there's going to be a few of his generation falling off the cliff, as he put it, or coming to the end. So yep. why would you not get him into the media? Okay. Where are we going to start? What have you got for me? I've got eight potential dates for you here, Sam. We're going to start on <laughs> Footy Classified last night. Caroline Wilson delivered her weekly arrow. Not for the first time. She had the AFL in her sights. The AFL has got to stop treating the grand final as its own personal plaything. What other major world or Australian sporting event is tossed around and debated on such an annual cavalier fashion? Every year, Gillan McLaughlin and the Commission hint that the big day is going to start in a new time slot. It's insulting to the clubs and even worse, football supporters. And unlike the last two COVID years, there was no excuse this season. And even worse, the Commission took until the second half of May to make a call. This has been one of the least attractive features of Gillan McLaughlin's leadership. Let's hope the next CEO takes a long view and stops treating the game's biggest occasion like a political football. Oh, yeah, didn't miss there. There's some... uh, There's a lot that that you would agree with in that statement. There is a fair bit to swipe right about to agree, but I am going to swipe left. So I think that she's right. They do just put some burley in the water and see what nibbles they get and see where the wind's blowing. And uh, that's all very clever. But there is a decision to be made with the grand final. If they want the money that they need to get to continue to grow the game, then you have to give broadcasters a bit more. And a grand final that has at least part of it in prime time is going to have to be part of the next broadcast deal. And until we actually see what it looks like, how do we even know what we're deciding on? There are people that say come to this really passionately, and I love that because I love a lot of the traditions of our great game. 
but things have to grow. And in order for them to grow, it is a financial decision that needs to happen. So what's the best of both worlds? The best of both worlds is Twilight because you do get it in the day and you'll also get the component that is at night where you can get into prime time. But we had a lot of people saying, no, it's got to stay where it is. Well, hang on, how do we know? Let's just have a look at it. So I understand they want to have a look at it for them to show it to the next broadcaster that comes along to say, this is what it can be. We've just This is why we want you to pay more for it. Have we not? Not exactly. Okay, so you want the Twilight? I, I want to see Twilight at the G. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to swipe left on that, but she makes a lot of great points. Uh, what's next? Which way are you swiping on this one, Sam? Andy Marr, the man who was in this chair just a couple of hours ago, he wants the return of a weekly umpire's media spot, as we've just been speaking about, just like former umpire's boss Jeff Geeshan, who used to front the press every week. NFL needs to come out and explain this stuff. And they used to do this. They used to do it with Jeff Geeshan. In fact, I'll do it now. Jeff Geeshan used to do a spot on AFL.com every single week. Uh, he did it. Uh, Schwatter was hosting it for a while where he would front up on a Monday or a Tuesday mm. and he would, they'd sit down and they'd, this roll, is a mistake. they'd roll the 10 most, con- I'll pick it up, mm. the 10 most content- contentious issues of the week. And and Jeff, as the director of the umpiring department, would say, and, and Geesh was great at this. And concede. That, he would that say, was no, a mistake. That was an error. We, mm. we, we don't want that being paid as a free kick. Mm. Uh, this is where we're coming from. This is what we're trying to get the umpires and the players to understand. But on this occasion, we got it wrong, or on this occasion, we got it right. Super like. Super like. Gone early. I told you not to go early. Well, I have. Okay. Super like on that. As I said before, the last two... I'm going to make your job even harder here. The last two days we've had requests in for Dan Richardson. I even offered to send the questions that I was keen to ask. The, the AFL, we, we spend a lot of time talking about how the clubs need to make players more available because it's the broadcasters paying the money that 75% of them goes to the players. And we, we point that finger a lot. Well, we need to really just turn our collective finger and point it right to the AFL saying, if you want all of the money that you are going to ask for in the next rights deals, you need to be available. You need to front up. You need to actually have treat your stakeholders with a modicum of respect and be an open and transparent organisation and be available and accountable. It's a disgrace that they don't do it. I think Gil does a every now and then with Neil Mitchell and he'll go on AFL 360 a couple of times uh, and he'll do the front bar on grand final week. But I'm not, we're not even asking for Gil. I've spent the last two weeks asking for the fixturing boss to come on and answer the questions and queries of people about hang on, didn't you say it was going to be best team, best time slot? Uh, Why are we getting double ups on Friday nights? Why don't we have Thursday night? These are all valid questions. These aren't attacks. This isn't them having to hunker down and get behind the bunkers. These are reasonable questions from the people that put in the money, the fans and the broadcasters, and they never front up. If If you want more, you give more. This is a stewardship, not a dictatorship. You should be available, and they never are. Never. That would be brilliant. And it's like Dean's suggestion earlier. Do it after the game or have a regular spot. Or they used to do it on their own website. You've got your own media arm. That's right. If you can't control the conversation around umpiring and questions with your own media arm, what are you afraid of? Ready for number three? I am. Nathan Buckley. Oh, that felt good. How good's it been to have Bucks as part of the SEN family this year? And he's been firing on Monday mornings alongside uh, Gary. He had some interesting comments yesterday morning regarding one of his former charges, Brody Grundy. The Pies Ruck Stocks with Brody Grundy out was never going to be a concern. 
Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox have the capacity to do it, but it's more about the second tour forward. But Darcy Cameron's game really strong last night. That's not to undermine Brody Grundy's impact on the team, but it's in terms of balance, the challenge for Collingwood is their aerial presence in the front half and in wet conditions like yesterday, not as not a concern. I have and to Ollie say, Henry stood my up. My ears pricked up straight away. Uh, as to mine, mm. I'm going to swap right on that. Great, very, very good player, Brody Grundy. But the point that Gary goes on to make is that that's a $7 million investment. I remember them having that conversation and Bucks saying it's not the end of the world. With all due respect, Bucks wasn't being critical of Brody Grundy. He said how great a player he is, but it is not the make or break of them winning games going forward. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I don't think, and I'll say this with all due respect, apart from probably Max Gorn and Nick Natanui, I don't think you should ever have a Ruckman inside your top 10 players. And and we've seen – look at the example with Big Prusy the other week. The Giants won centre clearance by an exorbitant amount. Um, I think it was against Carlton. He was going up against Silvani and, and De Koning, I reckon it was. He had 40-odd hit-outs. De Koning might have had 10. Mm-hmm. So he's plus 30 in hit-outs. They were more than that. Um, yet they lost, I think, centre clearance, and they lost clearance, and they lost the game. And at one point he went up uncontested in the ruck and pumped it straight to Paddy Cripps. I'm not having a go at Braden Pruce either, but I'm, I, I swat right on that. It's I, so- I think they've got other issues that they, that they needed to get right and that he was right. Darcy Cameron did a great job. It's fascinating with the, uh, the Rucks at the moment. I mean, I would argue that Melbourne have two players inside their top 10 that are Ruckman in Max Gorn and Luke Jackson. Mm. You know, I went and watched them against the Giants at the no, MCG. Jackson's a unicorn, remember that? Uh, he's a unicorn player, sorry. He doesn't have a position. He's a he's, unicorn. Not he's even a, a utility. He could play wing. He could play wing, that bloke. Uh, and they played the Giants, and they were quite happy to concede the midfield, knowing that the Giants would take the footy out, go slow, kick it sideways, and then eventually when they do kick it down the line, then your two talls as Rucks come into the game. So... Interesting. Um, staying with breakfast, Tim Watson has had a gutful of the Bombers receiving a clap for effort as they walk off the ground. What on, boys? You know what I hate most about uh, my team at the moment? And that is... I hate the strong word. Well, I hate this. I hate the fact that my team at the moment gets applauded because they show effort. That is just a terrible thing, isn't it? That's, all, that's so condescending, isn't it? Very condescending. I'm watching it. Oh, you know, they brought a bit of effort tonight. Well... For goodness sake, isn't that what they're supposed to do? Isn't that what every team is required to do? Yeah, I, I, I swap right on that one as well with Tim. And I, you can feel the disappointment and, and the pain in, in that. And you can't blame him. Like, is there, it is absolutely condescending. It's almost like the participation award. Good on you. you. You showed up. You were here and you were involved. Well done to you. And we pat them on the head and send them on their way. And then, okay, let's go to the serious teams. If I was uh, an elite-level footballer and I heard people commenting on my team like, well, at least they, you know, they gave a little bit more tonight, I'd be humiliated by that. Absolutely humiliated. What's next? David King has a uh, a theory on how they could be able to get past that and move to uh, greener pastures for the Bombers, and that is to see a change to their midfield. So this is my frustration with Essendon, okay? So on all the things that I track, and you can say what you like, but a clearance, they're really poor in terms of, in terms of coming away with a positive scoreboard uh, return from clearance, what they give up versus what they score. And then post-clearance contest, they're also very poor. So why not look at a different midfield? I'm sick of seeing Parrish, Merritt, Shield or McGrath. They're the only, they're the, the only magnet move in, in Essendon's midfield is whether it's McGrath or Shield. That's it. Why not give Hobbs a chance? Why not throw Perkins in there 
instead of hiding them on a half forward flank, just give them prime minutes. I'd start the game with the kids and say, hey, go and show us it's your turn. Yeah, swap right on that as well. I'd love to see them with a bit of a different look. And he's, the players that he mentioned, I'd be fascinated to see how they go in the middle. And I would also say, and maybe it's merit, that, that they put him off half back. And then you'd say to Parrish, get back to what that, the dream time game he played last year where he had bulk posies but bulk metres gained, bulk score involvements, bulk inside 50s, encouraging more to want to go forward. And I think they're a bit hesitant to go forward at the moment because they've lost four out of their top five goal scorers from last year. And they probably just don't have it. And even though Peter Wright's having a brilliant season, maybe they just don't have the faith in the people that are inside Ford 50, which is making them hesitant to actually pull the trigger to go in. But, yeah, I think that's a great suggestion from Kingy. Just off the text, Sam, if your ruck is in your top 10, you win flags. Um, incorrect, I would have thought. Max Gorn aside, tell me the last premiership. Tell me the last premiership winner where their ruckman was in their top 10 players. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, who have you got? Staying uh, Kingy as well, three to come. Uh, interested to see which way you swipe on this one. He and Jared were having a bit of fun, or Jared was having fun. I think Kingy was deadly serious about a rolling coaches award. I'd like him to acknowledge it during the course of the season. <laughs> I don't think you can have a coach of the year on the run. Coach, well, why you not? can. We have a we have a. Coach. We can't hand out the award. No, no, we don't hand out an award monthly. But you can have a you can have a, a leaderboard. You can have a. a should we have the coach association association award for players. Why can't we have something for the coach? Why can't we give him votes? Why can't we have an can idea we? of who the coach thinks? <laughs> who do the coaches? That's a strange idea. Well, I like strange ideas. Yes, yeah, well, I'm going to swap right on that as well. I, I love it in the NFL and the NBA where they have offensive player of the month, rookie of the month. Let's have coach of the month. Oh, the more awards, the better. And maybe the more of them that aren't won by midfielders, the better uh, as well. Defender of the month. More awards are better, but just not the participation award for the Bombers. Just not the participation not award That's where we draw the uh, line. for the Bombers. Now, you might just have to tell me the Kane one. In fact, do it on the other side of the break because we've got to get a break away. We'll come back on the other side of this. There's some great text coming through as well. If someone from the AFL fronts up, you can't treat supporters like idiots. Awful umpiring can't be blindly ticked off as it usually is. So people agreeing with uh, the, the, the segment idea of Andy Ma. Uh, back after this Sporting Capital. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, so Sam Switkowski, two-week suspension. So was referred straight to the tribunal by the MRO. Serious misconduct. Pled guilty to that. Frio wanted a fine. They cited chicken wing incidents they thought were much worse. And in comparison, thought that a fine was sufficient. AFL wanted two weeks. AFL got two weeks. So Sam Switkowski from Fremantle has been suspended for two weeks for the chicken wing tackle on Jack Ginevan. A couple of your texts coming through when I said that you don't need to have a ruckman in your top ten players to win a premiership. Uh, some good some good arguments to the contrary, I've got to say. Brad Ottens, 07, 09, 2011. Yeah, I, I would. I have to go back and look at that Geelong list. I, I reckon it's he's close to top 10. He may be in top 10. You, you could probably be right, but I want to go back and check. Toby Nankervis, I'm a big Toby Nankervis fan, but I don't have him in Richmond's top 10 in those premiership years. Uh, and this one, I can't argue with Dean Cox. Um, yeah, okay. And I like this one, Sean Grigg. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Uh, is there one more quickly that you wanted to throw to before we come back with the last of the footy tinders, Willem? Yeah, we can throw to one more. We had Rob Tanner on the Sporting Capital last night to wrap up the final day of the Premier League, and that got the uh, the neurons firing for Andy Marr with a suggestion that we could implement one of their most uh, most treasured features of their season. Thousands of us uh, in Melbourne, in fact, tens, maybe hundreds mm. of thousands of us got up this, this morning to watch the final round of the English Premier League where every game started at 1 o'clock local time 
uh, and was played concurrently. And it creates enormous drama. Enormous drama. Can you see a day where the AFL would ever implement that sort of final no. round? Where, I'm asking Tim. I'm oh, sorry. Where every game, every game would start around Australia, the bounce would hit the deck at ten past whatever hour synced up around the country. Oh, that's tough to answer in ten seconds. Uh, Sam Duncan to join us next. It would have to only be on the last round. I don't like overlapping games. I think it's unfair on the broadcasters to eat our own. It could be something that builds suspense. It's a little different Premier League to this because they're competing for final spots. Yeah, I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.